manager and I got even more satisfaction because you can share, you can share with the people of the town of Dundalk. This town, uh, you know, for football, when it's successful, this town, there's no place like it. Being against Jotter as well, it's always a little bit sweeter uh, for the fans. Carlisle back to Hustle Jackson, bundle him off the ball. He's still going, Carlisle, and there's the number two. Aimed in the general direction of Stephen O'Donnell. O'Donnell's header, it's found the mark, and that's it. It's a special moment to supporters and the players. Come on, the town! Come on! And Doc now take the cup to the board. Share a pride of place in their trophy room with a league type. And now it's Duffy, and Duffy with a shot! And Duffy with a goal! Like, no one can take it away from me now. I, I, I've managed a team to win uh, the League of Ireland. And for the fifth time in the last six seasons, the Dogs are the champions. This team could go down as probably one of the greatest, John, because what they've achieved has been absolutely phenomenal. When this club rocks, this town rocks. Not the other way around. This club is the epicenter. Hello and welcome to this special Dundalk FC podcast which we produced to mark the 20th anniversary of our famous FAI Cup win over Bohemians at Talca Park. Sunday April 7, 2002 is a day that will live long in the memory of Lily White supporters far and wide. A day when Gary Halock's double sank a Bohemian side managed by a certain Stephen Kenny in front of a sea of black and white on the terraces of Talca. Coming up we'll hear from John White and Cormac Malone just two of the many local players who finished the season with an FAI Cup winner's medal to their name. First up, however, is an interview with Martin Murray. An intrinsic part of Thurlock O'Connor's 1988 double-winning team, Martin returned to Oriel Park as manager ahead of the 2000-2001 season and led the Lillywhites to promotion before guiding them to the Cup win a year later. Now living in Milan, I caught up with Martin on Tuesday afternoon to speak about his memories of a roller coaster couple of seasons at Oriel Park at the turn of the century. It's hard to believe it's 20 years 20 years on, were you were you aware of the anniversary coming up or is it just over the last couple of days and weeks that you've probably been, your phone's probably been ringing a bit more than than, than what it has been? Did you know it was coming up today, the 20th anniversary? Um, I suppose, no, I didn't actually. And um, I suppose I have to apologise for that. But um, 20 years is a long time. And, uh, you know, you know, I, no, it wasn't on my mind. But obviously people, a couple of people were in touch, Cormac and Frank O'Neill um, were in touch and, uh, you know, obviously uh, delighted uh, in one way, you know, it's it's 20 years, but, you know, it, it's sort of, you know, then you're thinking uh, 20 years ago, wow, what age am I now? And then, you know, you don't want to be thinking about stuff like that, really. <laughs> anyway. what's, what's, your, what's your standout memory of the day, Martin? Um... I, I, I think I, I, from what I remember, because sometimes, you know, these things, even, you know, as a player, they can pass you by and obviously as a manager. But I do remember the crowd. I remember it was um, it was a brilliant day. It was, it was a beautiful day. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, going into the game, there's an expectation and there's, um, you know, there's a lot of tension involved. And uh, I suppose at the end of it, it was relief. But um yeah, the, the, the fans were f- f- fantastic on the day and, uh, 
you know, but, you know, you tinged with a little bit of sadness because of, of what had happened the previous week, you know, because um, I think if I remember rightly, um, well, it was, we were beaten by Pats, which probably put us down, but I remember that game had been refixed because we, we were supposed to play them on a Saturday. And when we got up there, um, Pat Dolan had been there and he didn't want to play the game. And he was in the referee's ear and he got it off. And um, obviously, even though we did play well on the night against him, and I think Martin Riley hit the post, and you know, we, you know, we had numerous chances. We and then I think their centre half scored a wonder goal, which he probably, you know, never even dreamt about. But like, you know, that that was just that was unfortunate. You know? I was looking back, and the game against Pats, I think it was it was due to be played two or three days after the semi final against Rovers, when you probably would have went into that game with a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence and. As you say, if 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 it had went ahead, maybe the season, maybe the league season would have ended up a different in a different a different way. Yeah, because we 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 found a, a, a lot of a lot of form and a lot of belief towards the end. And um, I mean, obviously, you know, Gary, you know, had made a big difference um, because, like, you know, he was always a guy, you know, was always going to get your goals. You know, if you if you created, you know, if if, if you know if you were playing well and creating stuff, he was bound to get on the end of it. And, um, you know, that was just, I suppose, you know, you talk about luck, if we'd have got him a week earlier, even, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, it was it was disappointing, really, you know, to finish uh, with that. Plus the fact, of course, you know, um, the, uh, <coughs> the 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 FAI, as is their want, you know, they, they moved the goalposts again that year with uh, the relegation and, and, and the promotion. And uh, we were just very unlucky because I think we finished a long way clear of um, uh, Longford as well. So, you know, but uh, yeah, look, you can't win them all, I suppose. Yeah. Just just go back a bit, Martin. You, you had a great tradition with the Cup. Um, obviously, you won it as a as a teenager with, with home form back in 75. I, I still, think, still think you're the youngest player to ever win an FEA Cup medal. I, I, I don't know where that record's been been broken. And obviously you won it with Dundalk again in, in 88. So you, you, you've won plenty of them up north with Crusaders as well. So you had, a good, you had a good record in the cup as a player. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, for lots of players, you know, I mean, there are lots of players who've never won anything. And, you know, to be to be lucky enough to play in teams um, that were capable of winning trophies was, uh, you know, obviously great. And, um Really enjoyable, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the cup, I suppose, yeah, was 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 good to me, you know. What was the main difference between? I I, I think Ash is on the phone yesterday between being a manager and being a player on Cup Final Day. What's is is it a complete different set of emotions? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, as a player, you're just maybe mainly focused on yourself and. You, you know, because you know, if, if if you get it right and, and you do well, then obviously you're going to help people around you. Whereas there's there's and then there's so much so so many other things going on as a manager apart from the actual game and and stuff. There's uh, yeah, I mean, I well, I mean, I think it's tougher, you know. And uh, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, I mean, when you win, it's 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 enjoyable, um, you know. But there's a certain thing. I mean, in fairness, Gavin. You know, I think most guys who played will tell you <clears throat> that um, you know the enjoyment isn't playing, and the, the, the management side is. It's great to be involved, and, and it was great to be involved. But um, you know, it, it, it you never replace playing. But uh, you know, I was lucky enough; I wasn't involved that long. But 
I was lucky enough to have a little bit of success. So, you know, that was great. Yeah. Tell, tell us about taking the job, Martin. I was reading, I don't know whether it's true that you're on the way up to Belfast and it come on the radio that Dundalk were looking for a manager and you, you, you said, you know, I'll apply for it. Is that, is that how it came about in, in uh, Yeah, I, you know, from what I remember, I remember I came up on the old bypass and um, I was turning right to go to Belfast. I remember that. And it came on the radio that, that Terry had lost his job. And, you know, immediately it came to my mind, well, you know, there's something that I, you know, I throw my hat in the ring for because obviously having had the association as a player and, and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was something I, you know, obviously would have, I, I, you know, really liked because, you know, Dundalk with the tradition and, and stuff like that and, and, and being a very successful club and, and whatever else. Um, yeah. You, you would want, that's one of the jobs you would want. Yeah. Definitely. Was it strange coming back to a Dundalk team in the first division, considering the, considering the success you had there and, in the 80s to come back and find the club sort of, you know, in, in a in a very unfamiliar position? Well, yeah, I mean, and, um, you know, I mean, I suppose while I was up the north as well and I'd been playing, I didn't really take that much interest when I was playing. I mean, I, I do now, even now. I mean, I, I, I watch out for for, for for Dundalk's results and, and obviously maybe Crusaders and and, and poor, old, poor old Everton. But, uh, you know, um, it, 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 it was a bit strange, but I was lucky in the sense that um, the chairman was um, a, a great man and he was very kind to me. And, and he, um, you know, he, we, I think we, we, we got on well on, on, on every level. And, um, you know, he, you know, if, if I needed something and, and, and they, they had put together um, a good budget for the, 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 the season in the, in, the, in the first division. And, and we were able to bring in some, you know, quality players um and um you know i think us, us martin i think martin Riley was the uh he was the first one and um but uh you know and uh, you know i mean i think as well i mean there was there was a there was a good spattering of local guys as well and and you know who who, who were good players and you know so it sort of fell together it was tough again i mean you know i think with the um the foot and mail broke out towards the end of the season and we couldn't play our home games in um in Oriel or a few games we couldn't play and so you know it, it was it was a bit testing at times you know you, you get over the line in the end but again looking back you, you mentioned foot and mouth and obviously I have to bring it up Port Marnock in the cup I think it was played eight weeks uh, eight weeks after the original draw was made but it, I suppose that just shows you cup football where you're knocked out by a non-league side one year and you go on and win it the following year it just it just shows you what can happen in the in the cup. Well, yeah, I mean, I must admit, I haven't thought about that day too much since. But uh, apologies, Martin. <laughs> but uh, no, in fairness, and and like it was. Well, I don't know. You know, sometimes I remember we had, we 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 had trained that week, and and, and obviously, you know, I, I was still able to get involved in five sides, but I hurt my knee. I was on crutches, and it was like you know things were sort of. You know, the, just the gods were against us, and, and I suppose we didn't play well, and it was, it was one of those situations where you know, and we've all seen it, where you know, um, the the lesser team or the non-league team turns over the bigger team, and uh, you know, and, and good luck to them. But it wasn't, it wasn't a very nice day, though. Absolutely not. Yeah. So again, apologies for for bringing it up. No, no, no. The squad, the squad that won the first division, you made a lot of changes the following year. Did you, did you think that was important? 
what, what, were you conscious yeah. of the gap sort of between the first and then go back up to the Premier where you needed to bring in probably a lot more quality? I think I think eight or nine of the lads who won promotion sort of moved on at the end of that season. Was that a was that a conscious thing that you, you were you needed you thought you needed more sort of well, better players? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I mean, I think as well at the time, you know, uh, there was a good few of the Premier League teams were were, were gone full time, and and we, um, you know, we obviously had to, you know, in, in, improve a lot to 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 compete, and um, you know, so yeah, look, I mean, it's never easy. I mean, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I'd never done it and 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 before, and it's never easy to go and sit with somebody and tell them that you know you're not getting a contract. I mean, because. Thankfully, it had never happened to me, but, you know, I mean, obviously there was disappointment and, and, and obviously there's there's obviously a bit of anger and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, so that, that, that was a difficult part of it. But look, it had to be done. And, you know, I mean, I suppose people would understand that at the end of the day, for, for various reasons, whether some people were getting on a bit, and, you know, maybe some people were, you know, only fringe players anyway. So, you know, they may, might, may have had an inkling, but uh, yeah, it was important to get there. To get the better players in, and uh, thankfully again, the chairman and, and and the rest of the committee or the board or whatever you know they, you know, they 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 gave us um, whatever we needed in fairness, and and you know I, I think, you know between Ollie and Frank as well, I mean you know I mean I know I was the manager in name, but you know you're never you're not really I mean it's it's all about it's a, it's all about a team and and bouncing ideas off people and and people sort of. You know, picking up on stuff that maybe you didn't, and you know that's why that's why it's important to have the right people around you. Yeah. What What's your memories of the league season, Martin? Because when you look back at the results towards the last two three months, probably probably one of the most informed teams in the country. It was probably the damage was probably done. You know, a long time prior to the end of the season. Yeah, obviously. Um, you know, I, I think it was just, it was great. I mean, we were rolling along and, and, and you know, I mean, I, I think you can, you could see it in the performances, like confidence is, is just, uh, I mean, if, if I mentioned Everton earlier and if you, you look at them, I mean, you know, they're struggling for confidence and, you know, when we, we sort of, we got a, on a bit of a roll that, you know, you didn't, you know, if, if, if the team picks itself then and, you know, people just get out and play and they're enjoying themselves and, and stuff like that. It's, it's an amazing thing, but th- th- it's, I don't think it's ever been any different. So, you know, I do, I do, <laughs> I do remember it being in Longford and uh, I think Gary Haylocks, he might score the hat-trick that night. But I remember that I jumped up out of the box and it was, I, and I whacked my head against the, the iron, uh, the piece of iron. And, but like, I, for some reason, I didn't feel it, you know. Yeah. There's could be a few reasons for that, obviously, but you know, I'm putting it down to the fact that it was it was it was euphoria, so I didn't feel it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, it was it was a roller coaster, really. You know, I mean, um, you know, um, I mean, my attitude would be, I mean, I I I mean, Aaron Aaron Callahan was there, and Aaron is a Aaron um, obviously bundles of experience and stuff like that, and but you know, Aaron is a, a fully qualified. Um, Whatever badges you need, he has them. He can manage anybody. But uh, you know, but I, I, I was never really interested in that in, to, to, to a degree. And, and I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be involved now because because of the qualifications that you need. But um, I, I always put it down to the players. If you had the right players and, and, and the atmosphere was 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 right, and you encouraged them, and 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 they knew that you, you trusted them, and hopefully they trusted you, and 
you know, but my experience had been that, uh, you know, that it worked fairly well anywhere else had been. So that's, that was my approach. Yeah. If you look at the cup run, it's fair to say we won it the hard way. It wasn't, it wasn't a straightforward cup run. There was a, there was a couple of replays, but Kilkenny, I'm just looking at Kilkenny 3-2. I think that was Cormac Malone's first, first game. And I think he had a big, he had a big part to play. And then Finn Harps, obviously in the quarterfinal, went to a replay. James Keddy scored a, scored a couple of goals. Did, mm-hmm. Can you ever remember one at any stage ahead of sort of the semi-final and thinking, mm, this might, this might just be, this might, we might just go somewhere here this year in the cup. Um, well, I suppose the, the, the thing about the, the cup run was that, it, you know, it, it was sort of keeping our, 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 our good form going. And, you know, the, that was important in terms of what we were trying to achieve in the league, you know? And uh, so, but look, I have to be honest, Gavin, I, I mean, somebody told me, um, I spoke to James Rogers from uh, the, the Argus yesterday. Um, and, um, you know, he was telling me about the, the, the games and I had to, I had no recollection of them at all, to be honest with you. I mean, I do remember the Rovers match, all right. And, uh, but um, yeah, I think it was just trying to keep, keep, keep things rolling along and, and keep things ticking over. And, you know, there were more extra games and we were winning and, you know, so training becomes a different, it, there's a different dynamic in training. We're not doing a whole lot, we're just playing. We're, you know, maybe working on one or two set pieces or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was just, 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 it was a nice, a nice atmosphere and it was, it was a good place to be. So that's the way, you know, I looked at it because results are, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's all about winning. And, and you know, if, I think if you win the right games, then you win trophies. And that, that was obviously evident with, you know, with our cup run. So, and, you know, whereas you may be in the league, we didn't win the right games at certain times and you know, suffered because of that. But um, yeah, I'm sorry to say, I don't, I do remember the, semi-final alright, but because that was just unbelievable um for for different reasons you know i think it's, that you know i do remember the, the shamrock rovers supporters um who are always you know the passionate people who built their team but you know the impression i got because we we played them i think in the cup the following not long after it and we had the mars Baron incident with with john um john connolly but, you know, this idea that, you know, your club is rich in history and stuff like that, that, that you expect something, that, you know, somebody's going to give you something for nothing or something like that, like that just amazes me. And, but I thought we were, everybody, the whole, with, between the supporters and everybody in the club, we were magnificent that night. And, you know, that was, that was, that was a really proud moment. And, uh, you know, I didn't get home, well, I didn't get home too early that night. I know that. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say it, but remembering the games, there's a great line, in Jim Murphy's book with Kieran Lawless, I think it was the program editor that year. Dundalk played 41 games in 2002, but he said there's one game, which is the cup final, but he said there's two games stand out, and that's obviously the semi final at Oriel against Rovers. We put up a piece there a couple of weeks ago to mark the anniversary, and anybody who was there that night, I, it, it's, a, it's a long, considering the success we've had over the last 20 years, it still ranks up there as one of those real sort of nights at Oriel that everybody. Yeah, yeah, remembers it was a, it was a, it was, it was an unbelievable night. Well, I think that that, that was this the the start of it. Then I mean, when you talk about believing, I think you know you go and do that the Rovers, and and maybe then you start believing. But I do, I, yeah, you're right because I, I, you know, the the the, the feeling around the place was one of euphoria, and and in in terms of you know maybe what been a few lean years and stuff like that, and it was like there was a sense that maybe you know we're getting back to the big time as 
for want of a better phrase or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, and, 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 and that was it. Like, I mean, like, you know, I mean, as I said, I mean, I, I spent a lot of my working life in Dundalk for a number of years. I was up there every day because I, I used to drive a, a van for TNT and, uh, you know, you know, I got, I got to know loads of people apart from being involved in the club and, you know, and, and, and it was, um, you know, so, I mean, I had a, in my mind, I had, I had a big association with the town outside of football as well as football, you know, so, you know, and they were, you know, yeah, all, you know, great people. And it was great to be able to sort of, you know, maybe give them something to cheer about for yeah. a change. Yeah. How, how important was it, Martin? It, it goes down in sort of folklore as well. Seven local lads, you know, part of the, the cup winning cup winning squad. David Crawley, obviously, cup winning captain. You think of, you think about the semi final, Bucky Lawless that night. As a lad, he used to play football against him at schoolboys level. To see him doing what he did that night, it was it was there was it was incredible seeing those sort of lads going out and doing doing that sort of thing in semi finals and then obviously in the final. Well, yeah, I know, but I suppose it comes back to what I said earlier. I mean, you know, it was a bit of, you know, it was, it was self-belief, I think. And, you know, um, having, I mean, and it's a, it's, 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 it's a thing which really is important, you know, both as a manager and, and, and as a player, that you don't have any, you don't have any fear about losing. I mean, I think that that's, that's really important. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, Bookie, in fairness to him, you know, he, he was a, he was a young lad and, you know, and, you know, he was he was eager to do well. You know, he 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 put his body in in, in you know, on the line a lot, and you know, um, you know, and then and then even the other lads. And, and I'm, I'm I'm not being disparaging when I say this, but you know, sometimes you know when and we're not talking about you know it's not Man United and you know it's not Paul Pogba coming in, but you know there's guys who are you know coming in from outside, and you know I don't mean that there was any Dublin Dundalk devoid, or there never was when I was playing either. But um, you know, maybe people are maybe a, a little bit in the in, are in the shell a little bit more. So I think that as the thing progressed, you know, people, as I said, started to believe in themselves, and and you know, you, you, the evidence was on the pitch, as you could see, you know. Yeah. Going into the final, was it? Can you remember the week of it? Because obviously you're relegated the week before, but you're still on a good run of form. So you're, you're like we won the game up in Monaghan the week before. So was it a strange sort of feeling that? Even though we were relegated and there's massive disappointment, the form was the form was relatively still very good going into the going into the game of Bulls. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, getting relegated was, you know, I mean, it it it, it had never happened to me as a player, and um, whatever, but it's happened to loads of good managers and good players and whatever else, and I think the fact that we we had the cup and plus. The form we were in. I mean, I mean, you didn't fear Bose, you know. And um, I mean, why would you? Because I mean, you know, I think although we played them maybe before this, uh, the cup final a few weeks before, and, and they outplayed us, and I think we got a draw. But um, no, it's like, you know, we we were peaking, and, and as I said, look, it, it's all about belief and, and stuff like that. And, and I think we. On the day, I mean, we went out and we had a plan, and but you know, plans are you know, they're great in theory, but they don't always work, and especially when you're you know, you're dependent on the players to um, just if they do their stuff, that's it. It's you know what I mean. You know, if, if they're good players and if they play well, then you know, that's that's always the feeling that 
you know, if we if we play as well as we can play, then you know we can beat anybody, and that that has to be the attitude too. And uh, you know, I don't. There was there was a few things going on with the media that week, but generally, I think we were we were low key. We we did our training, and like I know I touched on it earlier about the fact that there was um that there was a lot of teams when we came up or were going full time, and and we wouldn't do it. I, I have to say this that you know the, the bunch of guys that we had were exemplary in their dedication and in terms of training. And, and, and it, I was taken back because, I mean, obviously I came from a different era. These guys were just amazing like in terms of how they looked after themselves and, 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 and everything else. And they were a credit to themselves, you know. So, yeah, I'm just delighted that, you know, they, they had something to show for it. There was one or two people, you know, who had probably been cast up, cast aside by other people. I mean, Donald Braun, Braun came in and I think... You know, Frank O'Neill worked particularly hard with Donald to get him fit. And like, you know, he he did really well, you know. I mean, and, and, and you know, I mean, you know, all of them, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to 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 single to, to single anybody out. I mean, it's always the you know, the goal scorer will get the credit and stuff like that. And it's always the way, but you know, everybody put in a shift and you know, it was it was it's it's all about the players and it's great to see them, you know, enjoying themselves afterwards. But um, yeah. Can you the locals just sorry. Did I go off the locals there? Sorry. Oh no, no, keep going. No, but uh, no, I, I mean, look, they were all good lads, and you know, um, and, and 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 whatever. And in fairness to Ollie, you know, I mean, I'm saying this. I mean, the, the morning of the cup final, we were in Port Marnock. Obviously, I had to name the team, and, and the conversation around it was, you know, I mean, uh, James unfortunately was injured, so you know, we sort of decided on whatever the, the first eleven and. Most of them, most of them, most of them uh, positions were they picked themselves, and but uh, you know then it was the bench, and you know and and, and I had to I you know on, on on basis of a discussion between myself, Frank, and Ollie, you know, um, it, it wasn't. I don't mean I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying it wasn't me because I'm trying to avert the blame. Or I'm, what I mean is it was, you know. It was suggested and, and, and like the, the seed was sown in terms of that, like, you know, and as it turned out, the, Ollie was right that, you know, we needed legs on the bench. You know, we needed sort of because, you know, uh, it was a really warm day as it turned out. And, you know, so and, and that's why we went with, with with some of the younger guys. And unfortunately, you know, um, John Ryan, he, 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 he missed out. But um, look, those are decisions that are not easy to make. And but sometimes you just have to make them. So. Yeah. That was it, I suppose. How how good was that Bulls team? I was looking back at old 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 newspapers, and I think you you predicted the Bulls would probably win win the league that year. They were the tip that you you thought they were going to win the the Premier Division. How how good was that side? I think they you'd probably. I mean, obviously, I remember uh, Kevin Hunt. Kevin Hunt, you know, sticks out as being a great, and obviously Glenn Crow and, and stuff like that for for obvious reasons. Tony O'Connor was playing and still playing well, and you know, I'm probably struggling to name anybody else, but you can name them if you want. Um, but um, you know, but I think as a unit, they were good, they, they were very good, plus they were full time, you know, and then you know, that makes a hell of a difference, uh, in a setup where you're playing against maybe part time teams. Although I did, as I said, we the effort our guys put in, like they may as well have been um, full time, and you know, obviously, we we're holding down a job as well, so you know. The story of the game, Martin, it's, it's well documented. Gary Haylock, that equaliser. Tony O'Connor obviously put balls ahead, but Gary's, Gary's equaliser right before half time. Was that, 
how important was that in the whole dynamic of what you were going to say and you know well, how that 15 minute a half time I'm sure I'm sure put you in a lot better phone than what you probably would have gone in well, yeah look I mean you know I mean it's the old cliche isn't it you know great time to score but it obviously changed the, the dynamic as you say in terms of everything that it obviously gave us a boost and there wasn't a lot to say you know you just sort of focused on the positives and and um you know, just encourage them to go out and, 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 and sort of, you know, give it a go and, and keep doing what we've been doing. And, you know, who knows? And, you know, because um, cup finals can, they're, they're pretty frantic at times and uh, sometimes they're not great games because there's, you know, there's so much at stake and, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about winning. And, you know, we managed to do that. And again, I think the two goals that Gary got, like, again, I mean, they, they epitomize like what him, you know, how he played and how he performed as a player, like, you know, and, and like in terms of being a goal scorer, it's just, it's it's like, a, you know, it's just a knack and it's a sixth sense or something, you know, with these guys, you know, that they're just in the right place at the right time to tap in, you know, amazing. And, and the old cliche too, if you're ever going to, you know, goals either side of half time, you know, it was like a, a quick sucker punch. Yeah, well, I, I suppose... What that it made it it made it the, the second half even longer I suppose <laughs> view that you know but um, look we managed to to hang on or whatever I you know and but well, we won the cup and like that's all that that's all that counts and you know it was a, it was a great night um, obviously afterwards and, uh, and 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 stuff like that and you know it was it was a proud moment you know I mean because you know I mean if you're lucky enough to play and win a few things and you know. You know, there's, there's there's always things that that'll stick out, but I think for the 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 the, the supporters and the people of the town, I think it was, it was it it came at a time when, you know, it was probably badly needed on a number of levels. So yeah, it's just just glad to be part of something that uh, that made that happen. That's all. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned earlier on the chairman Des Des Denning, obviously. Yeah. Sorry. Unfortunately, he's not here to 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 look back. Well, how important was Des that season, Martin? Because, like, it's obvious. I'm sure you're under pressure. You know, with yeah. the results in the league, I'm sure many a, many a chairman would have, you know, might have taken a, a different decision. But Des showed patience, stuck with you. How 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 sort of rewarding was it to win it for 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 him and for the for the support that he showed you? Well, look, it, 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 you know, I mean, it's hard to describe it. I mean, you mentioned that. I mean, it was a big shock when he passed away, and. Uh, you know, because as I said, we always got on well and, and you know, and then, like, you know, obviously Regina was involved as well. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and like, so on the day or the whole lot, like, you know, just to look at the the pride and the happiness and people and, and, and like in Des in particular and, and whatever, like, I mean, I think that's what makes it, you know, I mean, somebody, asked, well, it was, what's his name? James Rogers asked me yesterday where my medals are. And I said, I couldn't tell you because, you know, it's not about... It's not about medals or anything like that. It's about the people that you sort of, you know, you meet along the way and uh, who 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 makes an impression on you and you know and, and that type of thing. And 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 Dad did Des did because you know yeah he was really good to me. Um, you know, and there's no truth in the rumor that he. It, the reason I didn't get sacked that year was because 
it's nothing to do that he it wasn't that he couldn't afford to sack me. It wasn't going to cost him all that much money. So I'm only joking there. It didn't wouldn't have cost him that much anyway. But um, <laughs> I mean, you know, so you know, but he maybe he had a certain belief in me too, which I you know I really appreciate. And uh, you know, it's 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 a tough it's a tough tough job. I don't think I would have. I, I mean, when I did leave, I left because I said this. I'm not enjoying this, and it's not happening. And you know, I'm not going to hang around here and sort of wait to get ran out of the place and, you know, and the supporters, because I'd seen them, I've seen them over the years and I know how they torn and stuff like that. So I, I didn't want to wait for that. And I just felt the time was right that just to go because, you know, and, um, but I mean, and I think Des understood that. And, and again, he was, he was, it was, uh, as I said, when he did pass away, it was a very sad time and he was taken too early, you know? Yeah. 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 Just, you mentioned Frank, Frank O'Neill and obviously Ollie, as a manager, when you win something with, with your staff around and Jerry Waters, the kit man, Tommy Mack, yeah. was the under-21 manager back then. That's right, yeah, absolutely. Special special moments, I'm sure, for, for a manager that, and, and his backroom staff. Yeah, I think, you know, the, you know, as a group, you know, we would have had our own sort of little, ce- not celebration, but we would have maybe uh, celebrated in our own way in terms of, you know, and again, it's a sense of pride and, and whatever, but you know, again, it's 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 looking at you know it's a it's a culmination of a lot of hard work on, on, on by by the people you just mentioned, and you know, so yeah, it, 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 it's it's great and to 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 be involved and like you know, great characters like as you said, Jerry and you know Tommy Mack and Joe Forsey is no longer with us either, and, and like you know, so you know, um, yeah, I mean, like it was great because I mean we we had our own little sort of we would have had our own group apart from the players and, you know, so yeah, it was really, it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Looking back at when you did leave, do you, do you ever think maybe if I had a hung in there for a little bit longer, might have, you know, like when you think it took us seven, eight years to get back up to the Premier Division, it, it's incredible thinking that the Dock was in the First Division for that long, but do you ever, do you ever, did you ever look back over the last 20 years and think, you know what, Maybe, maybe it probably, maybe it might have walked a wee bit too early. Um, or did you know at that stage it was it was done? No, absolutely not. I, I think um, there's certain aspects of it that you you miss, um, and I, I'm not talking about winning games and all that sort of stuff. I think you miss it being around the people, and there's a certain discipline in being involved. But you know, I just felt that I looked at it and I said, look. I've been extremely lucky here. I've been here two and a bit years and we managed to win a trophy each year. I said, it's probably not going to get any better than that. And so as a consequence, I just, I just, I walked and, and I've, I'd never had any inclination to, uh, to manage again. And I, um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I, I, f- I followed their fortune. I've always followed their fortunes and stuff. And it was just, it was just a, it's just a, uh, it's just a pity that it took so long, and you know, because um, you know you don't want to see your ex team sort of struggling like that. But uh, I mean, you know, but time is a great healer, and, and like I mean, they've had some success, you know, with Stephen and and and, and Vinny and, and stuff, and there's some been some travails I'm aware of, like over the last couple of years with whatever. But hopefully, they're behind them now, and uh, you know they can just get back to um, winning football matches, which is what it's all about. Yeah. You know. And and finally, finally, Martin, I really appreciate you taking the time out. Where does it rank? Where does it rank winning the, the cup as a as a manager 
in all your achievements in the game, where, where does where do you put it? Uh, I suppose. I mean, in terms of what I achieved, I suppose it has to be up there with everything else. Um, but I just get back to the, the. I'll get back to what I said earlier in terms of what it's really about. Is you know, is it's about the people. And unfortunately, what I think, what ten, I mean, if you maybe speak to the other guys and whatever, I mean, our paths haven't crossed that much since, and and I think that's just life, and that's the way it goes. And but I know that if we met up again tomorrow. It would be like we sort of only seen each other last week and, and, and whatever. And and that's the type of bonds, you know, you build in, in situations like this. And, you know, you never forget them. And, and I think, you know, that's um, that's the important thing for me. I mean, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was just to, just to be around sort of good people, I suppose. You know, and uh, there, was, there, was, there was plenty of them, you know, so that was good. It's great. Yeah, I'm very thankful, very lucky. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, what more can you say? Well, I just, I didn't realise it was 20 years, but as I said, that's probably an age thing for me because, you know, you don't want to be looking back to, 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 to 20 years, good Lord, what age am I? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I re- as I say, I really appreciate you taking the time out uh, to take the call. Unfortunately, you won't be here for the reunion in a couple of weeks, but look, anytime you're, you're back in Ireland, or back in Dundalk, you're always, you'll always be welcome. You'll always be welcome back at Oriel Park. No, I, look, I, I appreciate that, and it was it was my pleasure, and it was an honour to talk to you. And um, I think um, you know, I, I've been, you know, we talk about luck and stuff, and I didn't wasn't involved in football, but I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm, I'm in Milan at the moment. I'm working and I'm working for a very good company called Mercury Engineering, and you know things are going okay. And uh, you know, um, yeah, and I, I I don't be back in Ireland that often. You see, that's the thing, and uh, you know, but. You know, I still, I, I, I still watch the results, and I, I still watch the goals, and you know, hope that that they uh, continue to do really well. You know, and uh, you know that everybody up there is uh, safe and well. And October, great atmosphere around the ground, out of the streets outside Richmond Road, a throng of people. The main drum Condor Road too, and the Dork have come with a lot of support. Milo Corcoran, the president of the FAI, on the left with Bertie Ahern, teaching a course. Chris Lawless, because of the hamstring injury to James Keddie, gets his place on the left side of the Dundalk midfield. Big day for the 20-year-old. And up on the big change that had to be made, James Keddie, their joint top scorer, having to sit this one out with a hamstring problem. So, Hunt and Harker. O'Connor holding off the challenge of Kavanagh. Tony O'Connor, last year's match winner. He scored again! sensational last year against Longford he popped up to score the winner he hasn't scored a goal all season and now he does it in the cup final again right against the run of play Tony O'Connor got himself forward got himself into the danger area and he finished with a real wallop of a left foot shot giving John Connolly no chance great goal and Bosley Flanagan, Boy, Haylock, Haylock, yes, 1-1! One, one. Gary Haylock, who rattled in two against Shamrock Rovers in the semi-final, has got Dundalk their equaliser. 
This is brilliant. This is typical for Gary Hayden. When the cross comes in, there's nothing on. But the control is brilliant, the spin is brilliant. You see when this cross comes in here, you see the control. He moves there, just turns, and it's a first-time shot with the left foot. An absolutely brilliant striker's goal. The control, the turn, the whip in, the goalkeeper's no chance. And this, I mean, we can't deny Dundalk deserve this. Oh, yes. And their top scorer hasn't let them down. Eight goals this season, three of them in the cup. Big occasion player. Cup winner nine years ago with Shelburne. And he's been in the Irish League for some time since up north. So he, he knows the big occasions. And the big game player. Gary Haylock gives the dog the equaliser they so It'll be Cavanagh who'll take the corner. Brown has gone forward. And McGuinness there too. Poised to, to pounce. And Russell prepares to defend. McGuinness! It's there! of the second half gone and once again under aerial threat Bohemian's defence proves brittle we saw it in the first half but the dog had a few free headers Stephen McGuinness had a free header again from this corner and though it was defended Gary Haylock was there through goal scorer's instincts to pounce and gets his second goal in this FAI Cup final the dog lead. That was a, a great header by Stephen McGuinness there. He makes the run. He loses Stephen Caffrey to, to power that header towards the goal there. Gets it down there. He's actually going for the goal himself. But, uh, you know, the goal scorer supreme again, Gary Hedick. As he did in the semi-final up with Dundalk there. You know, right where it matters. The presentation of them all. David Crawley, the hometown captain. Milo Corcoran, the president of the FAI. There it is. That distinguished trophy. 80 years it's been competed for. Dundalk have won it again. The FAI Carlsberg Cup for 2002, and it belongs to the Dundalk. Of the final back in 2002. Next up, we'll hear from John White and Cormac Malone, who will join up with the former teammates for a reunion that will take place at our league game with Sligo Rovers at Oriel Park on Friday, April 18th. Both men forced their way into the squad towards the second half of the season and played a key part in the cup run and indeed the cup final win. John started the game at full-back while Cormac came on as a late substitute. We were delighted to welcome both of them to Oriel Park on Wednesday morning to hear what their memories were of the cup final and the run itself. Lads, thanks a million for joining me. Um, it's hard to believe it's 20 years on. I spoke to Martin Murray yesterday and... He, he can't believe it's 20 years on. How does it feel? Call me glass you first. How does it feel to, to, yeah. to think it's that long? <coughs> yeah, it is. It's 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 mad to think of. Um, Seth and John have obviously been talking over the last few weeks and trying to organise the, the reunion that we're having with all the boys uh, next week. And like the one thing everyone's saying, isn't it, that it's it's 20 years on, it's hard to think. Uh, like, Look at John here. He had grey hair back then, like, but he's a lot more now. <laughs> Same as myself, you know. And John's like, but, he's like Benjamin Button. He's getting, <laughs> getting, getting younger looking. Yeah, <laughs> don't know what he's doing. But um, ah, listen, it's great. Um, 
it's great to have the memories and it's great to be able to what what we're doing now next week having the reunion with the lads and because uh, most of them we wouldn't see um, so uh, even the local lads that <clears throat> and a lot of local lads involved that day um, you still wouldn't see them on a regular basis like you know so to be able to to have the reunion now coming up and, and sit there and have a bit of crack and, and chat about what happened in the day and the, the build up to it like really looking forward to it you know yeah. John you're you're around Oriel Park most most weeks doing a bit of work but when it when it went to the new year and it's 2022 are you thinking geez that's 20 years ago since we won the won the cup yeah it's 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 incredible that it's 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 that far gone um i just remember 20 years ago on the on the sunday morning heading on the bus and tommy mcconville says um enjoy every minute of this that this will be gone in a flash that's 20 years ago gavin you know, yeah. and it it's where did that time go? Uh, it's 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 just it's incredible, it's incredible. You know, yeah, it is. It's a cliche you hear about cup finals. <coughs> don't let it pass you by, and it will be the quickest day of your life. Did you? Is is that how you remembered it? Just flew by in a flash. Mm. Yeah, in a flash. Like the week, the week leading up to it was slow. Right after the morning game, we had this to focus on. And the Tuesday night we were in training, we were in on the Thursday night, and then the Saturday was probably the worst, the worst day ever. It was a, a sort of a dull, dreary, cold, blowy day on Oriel Park, and we were all in for I think about one o'clock, wasn't it, Colin? Yeah, and the press were around. Remember, it was a kind yeah. of a press day to to talk to the local press or whatever um, in the build up to it. But it was it was a very like <clears throat> obviously we're after coming off as John said the Monaghan game we're after being relegated so we were down in the dumps a bit obviously over that because we'd after we'd done a hell of a run um, in the league from, from Christmas um, but we had to obviously pick ourselves up for, for the uh, the match on the Sunday um, but it was it was a long week the day itself as John says there like Tommy Mack you know giving a wee bit of a speech uh, and giving you a lift um, but the day absolutely flew like we were talking about it earlier like we arrived up and we, as we said, went very fast, but we seemed to be late for, for an awful <laughs> lot of what was happening. Uh, as John was saying, I think we were to, to pull out of here around half ten. You know, we were late leaving Oriel Park, which meant we were late getting to the hotel in, 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 in Donabet. Um, there was a delay, I think, with the meal. And then we were late getting on the bus to, to head to uh, get into Tarka. So we were arriving into Tago Park and um, all the Bose lads were out walking around the pitch you know and soaking the atmosphere in we didn't get any of that <laughs> you know because it was straight into the dressing rooms um, That's right, you know yeah. get your gear on lads if you need to get out and get the warm up done we probably had 50 minutes to spare I'd say from when we arrived into Talca and from, from kickoff. Um and that probably worked in our favour you know that we weren't walking around waving at the crowd and all there's my auntie, there's my uncle, yeah, and yeah. you know maybe getting nerves over it. Um, it probably helped that we were, you know, straight in out to do your warm up, and then all of a sudden the games, the games going like you know. Um, but a geez, fantastic day, like wasn't yeah, it? Was a, yeah, it was a it was a super day, and you'd be talking to guys still when I'm up at matches, and they'll come over and they'll chat. To you. We we know everybody. Everybody knows everybody mm. in Oriel Park. You might know their name, but you identify with them, and there's there's a common bond. Mm. And it's just great when you'd be chatting to them and everybody that day seemed to have been in Tarka Park. No matter who you're talking to, yeah. I was there. Yeah. And you know what? It was a beautiful sunny day. It was gorgeous. The Bohemians fans were in the shade. We were all, we took up two thirds of the ground. 
all in the sunshine and what an atmosphere, what a day. Mm. And w what sort of epitomized the whole thing for me was, and we'll probably talk about it later, is that on the final whistle, there were seven Dundalk lads from within the cent maybe 10 kilometers of the center of the town on that pitch at the final whistle. Now I'm including John Flanagan as a Dundalk lad yeah. in that one there. Yeah. Okay, because he's a De La Salle teacher and he's he's living in, in Castle Bellingham, or just outside Castle Bellingham, you know, so he's he's one of us as yeah. well, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's mad you say you travel up <coughs> that morning because if that was now, you're in, you're in Dublin the night before in a hotel and what was it? Did that sort of ease the nerves as well, being at home the night before? Did it make it worse, sort of being around the family and... I don't think there was ever a mention of staying up in a hotel or anything like that. Different never, times. Yeah, yeah. I'd never come into it. Um, like, my recollection of ever going anywhere, the only time we ever stayed anywhere was when we were down in uh, the likes of Cove. Yeah. And it was staying after the match, because, you know, it would have been late. So there was never any talk of that. So it kind of, it was a normal, as normal as it could be, build up in that, yeah, okay, we'll meet in the morning, we're meeting at such a time, we'll get in the bus and, and, and we'll head off, like, you know. Um, but the, <clears throat> my big recollection of coming down in, into Talca uh, that, that day was, obviously traffic was bad as well, um, but you're coming in past uh, Whitehall into the Cat and Cage. The Cat and, and Cage. And the whole street, and it was just black and white. Just fans everywhere, Dundalk fans. You wouldn't see uh, the, the Bose fans in it, like, you know. Um, and us sitting on the bus and obviously stuck in traffic and you've fellas banging on the window <laughs> and you know you're giving the thumbs up and all that kind of group. but they like the supporters had the time of their lives that day like, but you Cormac know. you knew those people oh yeah you you're waving out with people you weren't just you, waving yeah, out yeah. at a colour yeah you were uh, in black and white you yeah. were like yeah I know I know, yeah. know that look jeez look yeah, such yeah. and such it was brilliant like that was a great feeling as well like to um, you know to recognise John says you recognise so many so many faces in it like you know but um yeah, the day itself was just, you know, we were behind schedule and everything. And, you know, um, as I say, I think that worked uh, to our benefit, you know, yeah. that we didn't have all that time. You didn't have an hour and a half before kickoff where you're sitting around, you're sitting in the dressing room, maybe reading the programme and letting the thoughts kind of build in or fellas letting the thoughts build into them. Um, you know, we got in, we got kitted out, we got warmed up, game started. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd say that worked. Yeah. Like obviously you started the game like you know so well, you'd last time to kind of think about uh, it I suppose. on on that I I was always a nervous wreck before any game it didn't matter what level or I was always very very nervous and I had my own routine and I would sit in the in the in the dressing room you know my eyes closed head against the wall just trying to get my breath and and relax on it um but we we got the bus I just go back to when we got the bus from Oriel or or even before that, I, I remember coming up to town, my dad and God rest my mum, they left me up to Oriel that day. Wolf Tones tape playing mad in the front of the car. And it was a tape. It wasn't a CD yeah, yeah. or it wasn't a DVD or, or whatever, <laughs> right? It was a tape of the Wolf Tones. And uh, we were coming up Linen Hall Street, a beautiful day. And it just started to hit me. Three boys just walked out of the stag's head with white jerseys on them. And as we got up past the Green Church and that, you could see more filtering out of, say, Sean's Tavern or across the road. You got up by the square, and there there's people just filtering up Clumber or Park Street. And there there's streams of people heading for the train. Mm. And, like, even now talking about it, it's putting goosebumps in the back of my neck. You know, like, it, it, there's the feeling of local people going up to watch mostly local lads today. Mm. And we used to, like, myself and Cormac, we used to be 
walking up to get a bus or to get a train to go and watch them watch them dock over the years you know that's, what I mean so we knew what it meant that's what I was going to ask so like it's obviously more special for, for local lads because as you say if you're not on the pitch you're in the stands yeah. watching yeah. watching lads and I, I remember it's the same we were talking to Martin like seeing Bucky I played against Bucky when he played in the Heaven Moor in the Schoolboys League and you see Bucky win an FEA Cup yeah. and say, yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it was it was like for me, I only got into the first team um, just after Christmas. Mm. Um, like I played for Home Farm previously, played in the, the first division with Home Farm, and then came back. I was playing with the key in the Lancer Senior League, and I remember again Tommy uh, Mac coming down to me, Tommy McConville, and um, he said, "Get yourself up to to Oriel Park, like you know." And uh, I said, ah, "Tommy, I'm I'm happy enough here with the key. I think this is the, the the level or whatever." And he says, "No, no, you need to get yourself up." So I spent a couple of weeks um, training with the uh, the underage teams and uh, under Tommy Connolly and uh, Ollie Ralph then and, and Martin said come up and train with the first team and I trained maybe for about two weeks and then all of a sudden we were playing shells in the, the league uh, it was a Sunday afternoon kickoff. I think it was actually on television and um, so that was, that was my first introduction to it so that was the January and four months later I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting a medal in the FEI Cup like, so mm-hmm. for me it was it was crazy how quickly yeah. it, it all happened like you know um, and like I bit parts coming on as a sub in some of the league games and then Martin Riley unfortunately for him he got injured and um, I started a few games then like you know but luckily for him he, he came back then I think the Monaghan game he was back fit which was obviously the week before the uh, uh, the final like you know but um, like it was just like from from a personal point of view as you're, you're mentioning Bucky there like mad to see this as you say he was playing with having a more you were playing against him and here he is winning a medal and then for me he was playing with the key yeah. six months prior and here I am getting it. Like only got a couple of minutes at the end of the final. Like, but I played in the league and and, and other games before that. Um, but to be getting a medal as well, like you know, and I'm still living off it. <laughs> <laughs> he has it on him. Yeah. He has it around his neck. At the I wear around. I met, him and I David Crawley him. always wear their medals everywhere they I, go. I met him at a game about six months ago, and I said that uh, Colin Murphy was going through old footage of goals. And he texts me that night and he goes, Will you see if he's got the footage of my goals? It's where he's prolific. <laughs> there was a few. And then we actually found a couple. Yeah, got a couple. Yeah, 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 sure. John, that game against Kilkenny, I think you come you come back in as well. It's fair to say you you probably didn't ever expect to be in a cup final after the injuries you had at the start of that start of that season. Well, to be fair, Gavin, going back to the game that when we won the first division the year before, we Beat, we got presented with the trophy down in Cove. Yeah. Okay. And I remember in the dressing room after it, thinking, because my contract was up then. And I was like, oh, I don't, I can't see myself getting another contract to go in and play in the Premier Premier Division. You know what I mean? Because we were promoted. And uh, then uh, I remember Des then, he just came over and tipped me on the shoulder and he says, uh, don't you worry about it. You'll have a contract. You'll be here next year. And I was delighted with that. Right, and then um, I was I was on the periphery of the team again because Ian Hill came in and he was the preferred fullback, and then it also happened that David Hoy would have got in a fullback. So I was kind of thinking, ah, oh, this probably isn't going to work. And I was playing with the twenty ones, so I was in and out of the twenty ones, and I was it did cross my mind, what'll I do here? Well, like you know, just jack it in. Oh, let's stick at it. Because, look, it's only till April. So I said, I'll stick at it. Stuck at it. And 
I got injured before Christmas. I'd, I'd done ligaments in my ankle, and I was just coming back after Christmas. I'm still very sore, but went to Kilkenny, and uh, you played in Kilkenny, didn't you? You came on in Kilkenny. Yeah, I think you came on yeah. as a sub in Kilkenny. Um, I came on a sub then in Kilkenny, and I thought there's the there's the start of me getting back into it, but I didn't make the squad for the game against Galway here. Yeah for the one-all game and I didn't travel to Galway and I thought uh, writing's on the wall mm. for, for that replay so after that I, I was back in on the on the squad and we went to Cork I actually wasn't in the in the squad for the Cork game but David Hoy got injured injured his neck in the game in Cork and this was before the Finn Harps game the week before the Sunday before the Finn Harps game I think the Harps game was on the Thursday night here and uh Tuesday, I was told, you're in the squad. Heuser's not going to make it tonight. Up for the game against Finn Harps, and the team was announced. And I said, right, OK, Heuser's playing. At least I'll be on the bench. I wasn't on the bench. So I had a decision to make there and then. What'll I do? I could grab my bag and walk out the tunnel and out the gate and go for a burger down the town or something. But I said to myself, do you know what? Do you know what? Just go out and... Do, do a session yourself. So I went down onto the pitch uh, about half six. I think the game was a quarter eight. And there was only one floodlight on at the time. You know, remember remember yeah, back yeah. then when things were tighter, we'd yeah. only have the lights on for the game and that'd be it. I was going to blame the electrician. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm out and I'm doing like lengths of the pitch. I'm doing diagonals. And then the players come out and start their warm up. And I joined in with that. And they went in. And next of all, all I could hear was a whistle in the dugout in the tunnel area, Ollie Ralph, what Ollie, you're playing, Heuser's gone, I says you're kidding me, I'm after doing an hour of <laughs> sit-ups, press-ups, sprints, runs, diagonals, everything right, so that's the change in fortune mm. that, that I had, I couldn't, if I had to walked out and got a burger down the street, I would oh. never be here talking to you guys today, yeah. I wouldn't even have been part of it, yeah. but uh, luckily it went to a replay the following Tuesday, because Heuser still wasn't fit. So I think if, if he had been fit for the Tuesday game, he would have been in. Mm -hmm. So I played played decent enough up in Finn Park. Yeah. We got through, and from then on, I played I played the rest of the season. I think we 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 had, in the league, we had actually championship winning form oh. for league. I think we won seven and drew one and lost one yeah. in the last 10 games or something. Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah, this so performed. similar to that. After Christmas, it was as good as. Yeah. I think it was only Pat's probably a better form. Yeah. yeah. Undefeated, I think, in the last. Pat's beat us. Yeah. yeah. I, when there was there, a game yeah. supposed to be here. It was, it was called off. It was called then, off. Yeah, I was speaking, remember that. I was speaking to Martin Murray about it. I think it was due to be played uh, at the weekend after the the Rovers Cup semi final when you might have had that bit of bounce. And yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and you look back and it's one of the games that probably. You know. Even a draw out of that game yeah. would have kept us. Yeah, yeah would have kept us. Up. But I felt especially sorry for Bucky as well that night because Don Givens was coming down to have a look at him for the twenty ones in the game that was cancelled ten minutes before, fifteen minutes before mm. kickoff. Yeah. Remember the 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 skies just emptied, yeah, emptied and the, yeah, I never yeah, saw water yeah, on yeah, Oriel Park in my life pitch, yeah. sitting on the pitch. Yeah, so Bucky yeah. potentially missed out on a a call up that time, you know, because he was coming because Bucky was flying. Oh, he scored a cracking goal in the one-all hammering that we got against Bohemians. Remember, Bo's, we played Bowes in the league and they destroyed us, but we Bucky, mm. he scored a... Cracker. 
he jumped in between yeah. everybody yeah. put his head where people wouldn't put their feet yeah you know he was brave he was very brave he was very brave man. when you look at the when you look at the cup run I said this to Martin Murray didn't do it the easy way there was a couple of replays up the Bally Buffet you know it wasn't a it wasn't a run of the mill sort of easy home draws the whole way you, you had to do it there was a lot of work to get to the get to the final yeah but you did Kilkenny game then Galway two Galway two games two Galway games two Finn Harps two Finn Harps, two Finn Harps games Harps. and like to go up to Finn Harps you know it's, it's still to this day you go up in a wet wintry evening like it's not a nice place to, to play football I think football. that game was actually in doubt right up to yeah, kick was, off wasn't yeah, it I remember that getting up there yeah because it was we, like heavy rain and rain on the pitch and we were in Jackson's Hotel before and we togged out and yeah. just came across came then across to the pitch. pitch yeah yeah. so it was in doubt um, you know so yeah it definitely wasn't the, the easy way of doing it like you know um, and then obviously at the Rovers game <laughs> here where nobody gave us a, a chance in that one I, I said this to Martin as well there's a great line in Jim Murphy's book <coughs> Kieran Lawless wrote it and said uh, Dundalk played 41 games in the 2001-2002 season and everybody remembers two not just the final, yeah, the semi final. Yeah. The semi final was a yeah. it was an incredible night. Yeah. Even the atmosphere that night. Oh yeah. I remember coming I was on the bench. I remember coming out through the tunnel, like, you know, and just looking over towards the shed, like and it was it was unbelievable. That yeah. was, you talk about goosebumps like that right there and then was was, was what you were getting. Like the, the the form we had from Christmas, um it was probably building a performance like that was probably coming, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Again, you nobody know, you weren't expecting to beat Rovers by four goals like but the performance that we put in it was definitely coming it was yeah yeah like it, everybody gelled for the last for 10 12 games really really were able to it really got together and stuck tight and you know there was there was a great bond in the team at that stage wasn't yeah. it was Martin probably and Ollie and Frank probably instilled the, the attitude that everybody was against us like you know because of the way the league was being restructured like if you think we finished third from bottom that, that year but I don't know how many points ahead of second from bottom we were like um, I think we were 12 or 15 or yeah, something like that it was there. massive it was crazy. massive difference um, but like definitely th there was a, an attitude amongst everybody that you know we went out and we fought for, for each other um, and whether you were in the squad that, that day or not you, you still knew once, once you were coming on you wanted to do a job yeah. for not just for yourself, like, but for for everybody that was involved in it, like, you know, because it was it was a tight knit group, some great lads in it, some great yeah, characters, yeah, you know, um, and as I say, you had Martin, Ollie, and Frank there, like, three great lads, to, yeah. and experience between the three of them, like, you know, so and for me as a young lad, you know, you, everything that I said, you took on board, like, you know, yeah. um, and then obviously the experienced players that were there, Steve McGuinness, Donald Bro, and Haylock. Like for me, again, you mean the old players, the older <laughs> the players, old yeah. players. <laughs> experience. I, like the way you I, 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 I didn't include you. In, I didn't yeah, include you in that. There. Um, You're on with the table, John. 20, 20 points ahead of Galway. Twenty. There you go. Like when you I think of seven, nearly seven wins yeah. ahead, and still wow. wasn't. Yeah. Still wasn't enough. Was it? Was it? Was it a strange the build up to the final? Because we were in such a good run of form. What? What? Like, even though you were relegated the week before. We still thinking we've a great chance here. I'm sure. Like you look at the odds, I think maybe you got nine to two. I think we're for the final. You're obviously relegated the week before, yeah. but I'm sure within the the team, you're probably thinking, which well, our form's been really good, even though we we went down. Our form's really good. We've we've a really good chance here. Well, on that, Gavin, I was worried. I was worried going up to because, as I said earlier, 
But three or four weeks before that, we played them in the league here yeah. in Orly Park and they battered us. Yeah. Didn't they, Cormac? Yeah, they did, yeah. They destroyed us. <clears throat> a one-all draw. And I was particularly worried because I think it was it was David, Dave Morrison was playing on the left side of uh, midfield for them, for Bowes that night. And he was brilliant. He was very, t- he was tall, strong in the air, left foot, right foot. He was a handful. And I was particularly worried that he was going to be on the left side. And I was probably one of the happiest players ever when we came out and I saw Mark Rutherford on the left and Morrison in the middle. I was, I knew that I could, I could cope with, with Mark, yeah. me and Heiser, but the, and myself and Heiser, but with Dave, Dave was a, a different, a different bacon altogether. He was, he was a good, strong, physical, fast, two feet. Yeah. But it was kind of like we had a free shot. Nobody was expecting yeah. us to do anything. We're after getting That's relegated. Right. We're going into a cup final against Bowes. Just looking at the the programme here, you look at their team sheet, like Hawkins, Tony O'Connor, Brian Sch- Simon Webb, Rutherford, you know, Kevin Hunt. Like, what what a... Glenn Crow, mm. what a squad they had. Like, Trevor Malloy. You know, so... And Glenn was international yeah, at that, that stage. stage. He was, he was yeah. in and about the squad, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, Ke- Kevin Hunt. Kevin Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, so the expectations were probably lower from the outside like you know but yeah as you mentioned there we were on a run of form but I think it was a free hit there was no probably feeling of fear going into it you know go out put a performance in and you know see see where it takes you um, mm. and luckily enough uh, Gary came up with the, the goods that yeah. day like you know um, like I remember Gary was actually carrying a bit of a, a niggle going into that because he didn't play in Monaghan no he, he missed the game yeah he missed the game in Monaghan yeah. so Martin Riley had come back and um Maybe thirty five minutes into into the game, just before he scored the first goal, Martin Murray had turned around to me and said, Stay out at half time and get a warm up. He said, Gary's obviously struggling here, I'm gonna put you on at half time. Like, you know, so <laughs> right, this this is great. Yeah, yeah. And uh obviously he gets the goal, you know, and then scores pretty much straight after half time, like, you know. So for me it was kinda uh, I didn't know what way to think, but I was obviously delighted you would have loved to get longer on the pitch, but for him to score the two goals, um and, and the way he did, like and then we just defended. Like, yeah. you know, they obviously put everything into it. Um, <coughs> but the lads at the back, when you look back at the video, like some of the clearances, some of the tackles that John, Stephen, Donald, uh, Dave Crawley put in at the back, the boys in midfield just never stopped running. Like mm-hmm. Bucky, I know yeah. he was taken off um, maybe about 15 minutes to go, but he just ran his socks into the ground. Yeah. Like Flano, Kieran Kavanagh, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Probably don't talk about Kieran an awful lot, like, but the career that he had in League of Ireland football, like with UCD, and then uh, coming back to the dog, like, what a player he was in the middle of the field, like, you know, you, you, two, two boys there, you had John, you had Flano, and you had Kieran Cavan in the middle, like, just absolute workhorses, like, you know, and never stopped. And then you'd Heiser on the right, yeah, he'd run for Ireland, you yeah. know, he never just never stopped running. He was just so fit, um, and then the two boys up front. You know, hail up the experience, got the goals, Martin Riley, plenty of running off the ball, etc. Mm. So um but again, I go back to it, it was a it was a free shot for us. You know, the pressure definitely wasn't on us, there was no expectation on it. So Heiser Heiser a good man have in front of you, John. Heiser was on front of you, he was beside you, he was behind <laughs> you, he was above you. A great lad, yeah. 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 And you knew and I think we we had a we had a good understanding, you know, if I went and I'm not so sure if I did. You can check the records. I'm not sure if I did cross the halfway line that day. <laughs> but uh, look at Heiser. Heiser was great. And you knew that he was going to give you the, give everything. You could trust him. 
you know, he wasn't just going to do a bit and relax and do a bit. But uh, just come back to what you were saying about the clearances in the last couple of minutes. Like it, it felt as though the referee played ten or fifteen minutes at the, yeah. you know, at full time, you know. But I remember uh, Brian McChrystal and Noel Melvin, God rest him, good friend of ours, uh, were standing just where the where the tunnel was behind the the behind the goals, yeah. behind the goals, yeah. and uh, the two boys were just arms folded in their suits up against the advertising hoarding on the grass like they were within a metre of the of the end line yeah. and they were encouraging and you know come on Whitey come on get the ball out you know keep it going it was and look at we miss Noel mm, yeah. he was a great part of it a yeah. great character everywhere and we, we became great friends over the years um, and Brian as well the two lads were injured for for a lot of that lot season of that weren't season, they yeah, yeah. you know and two what great lads to have in the dressing room yeah. and in your corner you know yeah. yeah what was it like what was it like you spent most of the game obviously as a mm. sub what was it like yeah. being in there in the dugout and it's a completely different emotion I'm sure watching yeah and, thinking, like, oh, and, and like you're know? trying to obviously you're watching it and you're trying not to jump up and down like you know but you're, you're watching uh, Martin, Frank and Ollie having the, the conversations on the sideline like you know and giving the instructions on Um I spent a lot of time on the bench watching games on, so you're used to <laughs> seeing how, how the boys were. Like, but, like, you, you know from yourself from talking to Martin, he's a cool character. Mm. You know, not a whole pile uh, phases him. Um, where you see some managers jumping around, shouting left, right, and centre. Like he was able to kind of keep it together. Um, and he, the two lads, you know, Ollie and Frank in his corner as well, helping him out. Um, but, yeah, that that's the one thing. The kind of memory I'd have it there was never any panic mm. there didn't didn't feel as if there was any panic you know felt as if it was it was under control made the right decisions at the right time I was saying there about Bucky being taken off at about 15 minutes to go because he just run his legs yeah. into the ground like you know so you were bringing Cormac McCardle on then another local uh, loads of legs in him you know to, 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 to play on the left and I think they, they made the right cause at the right time that was one of the things Martin <coughs> said was that himself and Ollie Ralph were discussing the subs and Ollie said, "We need lots of legs. We just need legs, as many yeah. as many legs as we can get." And that was that was. I think he said that was the reason John Ryan didn't didn't make the, the bench in the okay. end. It was just yeah. younger lads. Yeah. What what was the instructions you were given when you were going on? Just work hard. Like, listen, there was what five minutes left in the clock, I think, and it was just work hard, close them down if the ball's back in the fence, and and help back into midfield, drop in. Um, so I don't know how many times I touched the ball but I certainly felt the 10 minutes running it was like doing doggies the whole time there's a couple of good there. pictures of you at the end though. that's <laughs> yeah, the important yeah, yeah. thing <laughs> definitely get into the independent on the Monday <laughs> still have that at home but um, it was that, that's that was literally what it was it was go out just close them down work as hard as you can for the 5 or 10 minutes whatever injury time was going to be played as John said it felt like an eternity in the injury time mm-hmm. like he probably did play 5 or 6 minutes like you know um, but I did I found myself dropping back um, just trying to get a, a foot on something, and if the ball come up to me, trying to trying to hold it, like you know, um, it's even hard to get a breath. If that's it the, was, the, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're coming into a game where it was the pace was so fast at that stage, because they were just all out attack, 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 trying to mm-hmm. get that equaliser, you know. So you're coming on to it, you have a five or ten minute warm up on the sideline, doesn't prepare you for, yeah. you know. As I say, I was literally sprinting from one side of the pitch to the other, trying to drop back in, trying to hold on to the ball when it came to me, um, but. As I say, yeah, that's that's all Martin could could really say to me. It wasn't like go and get get a goal. I think we'd one chance actually um, when I was on, uh, and I made a run to the left, and Martin Riley got the ball, and I was screaming for it. I was free. Um, I don't know where their rifle had gone. And I was screaming for it like the 
the whole thing opened up. Martin went for himself. Keeper saved it, and yeah. uh, that 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 was it. Like you know, I would have been full of confidence at that stage because mm. I'd scored a couple of goals in the in the league games. Um, but uh, listen, the way it turned out, it turned out good for for everybody. Like you know, any 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 memories at the full time whistle, John, or is that just a blur of sort of emotions and euphoria? Dressing room afterwards, some great picks. I'm sure everybody was was in the in the dressing room after yeah. trying to get a picture with the cup. Well, everybody was in the dressing room before the game. It was like a <laughs> it was like a like a GAA Championship Sunday match. There was about forty in the dressing room, and all we were missing was the parish priest. You know, what I mean? it was so funny. There was pandemonium in the dressing room. Yeah. New kits and whatever plastic been ripped everywhere and. Getting ready to get out, but um, massive jerseys as well. Massive jerseys, oh, yeah, especially yeah, for yeah. me and you. We yeah, wouldn't be yeah, the biggest yeah, like we yeah. were swimming in them. Yeah. <laughs> Not but, like the jerseys uh, nowadays; yeah. these uh, player fit ones. But uh, I do remember the final whistle, and I remember where uh, my mum and my dad and the family were in the stand, and and uh, Jim Shevlin was there as well, sitting around close to them, and I just ran straight to that side. Ran to the, ran over to that, and my mum came down and gave me a big hug and all. It was lovely, you know, and it was just, it was just great. And then it just obviously then you run up to the the, the lads and and to to the team. But that was yeah, I do remember that specifically. Yeah, yeah, the final was. Is it one of those sort of parts of your life where you just you don't want it to end? You just want to stay in that pitch and you know, sort yeah. of milk it for everything. Well, I was probably similar to to, to John. Uh, where we were shooting into the second half, my dad and a good friend of his, Jim Darcy, were standing at the corner flag. You'll remember all our supporters mm. were in, 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 in the seats behind there. Dad was just standing at the at the, uh, the corner flag. So I was the same as that. Whistle went, looked around, didn't really know what to yeah. do. Spotted him, over I went, yeah. gave him a hug and uh, came back then. And it was just a melee in the middle of the pitch with yeah. all of us just running around hugging. And then all of a sudden, there was loads of supporters out in the pitch. Mm. Yeah. Um, I remember then running towards the goals all of us running towards the goals to the you know, cheer, cheer in but it was definitely it was one of those like from a sporting point of view it's obviously the, 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 the highlight like you know um, and you didn't yeah you definitely didn't want it to end like it was, it was just a crazy feeling like you know yeah. that you're after doing it as I say the expectation was that we weren't going to win it we got relegated the week before and here we are we're after winning the cup against both red hot favourites like and yeah to have so many lads, as John alluded earlier on, to have so many lads that were from the town, uh, part of it, uh, just made it that bit more special um, for us. You know, obviously with a lot of great experience and the other lads that were involved, like you know, but to have so many locals and, and young locals as well mm. involved in it, uh, it was a special feeling. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> Excluding John. <laughs> John, we mentioned him a couple of times. Ali Ralph, a great sort of tradition with Dundalk. It's it's funny we're coming up to the fortieth anniversary, the eighty two league win when Ali came into the into the team and obviously broke his jaw in that semi final epic against Bowes. I think we played him four times and That's right, yeah, broke his yeah. jaw. But God knows what Ollie would have went on to do with the club. But you're with him and Yuri comes back here then as part of the, the coaching Yeah. The coaching the coaching team and he's end up winning the winning the cup. Yeah, well, it, it was funny. It's funny with Ollie. Like Ollie used to work in, uh, work down on on Clambrassa Street, and you'd nearly at times you'd be avoiding where he was working. You know, you'd walk the other side of the street because he'd always be out. Well, any chance of you coming down? Any chance of you coming down? Coming down to Newry, you know. And eventually, did go down and spent some great years down there with Ollie. But uh, he, he was he was very good to me uh, down through my playing 
and and then when it, in the north, and then when I came back up here, like uh, himself and Terry Eviston signed me from from Newry to come up and play in the first division. Missed out, and then missed out in promotion. And then Martin took over, and then we got we got promoted. But uh, Ollie was very very good to me, and it, it's always good to have a good man in the corner. And you're talking about locals, like in the, and it's only recently I found this out that uh, they were going to pull me before the game. That they were saying I'm a nervous wreck. Yeah. And when I did tell you that story about, I was always very nervous. And Ollie said, "No, that's the way he is. Let him go. No, but you look at him. He's he's wrecked. He's white as a sheet. No, once the whistle goes, he'll be fine. So that's what Ollie was like to me. He he always was very kind. Very look, he believed in me. So you know, I, I always be very appreciative of, of of Ollie. Yeah. You know, he fought my corner. You know. Yeah. For me, as a the position I played, like you know, and to have him coaching you different things and training and stuff like that, like you, his goal record speaks for itself down in, in Uri and, mm. and with Dundalk. Um, like he was brilliant for me to be able to to learn off, like you know, um, and then obviously when he left here, he went to Uri and he took me down to Uri then as well, like you know, so loads of time for for Ollie, like you know, great, yeah. great guy. Yeah. We mentioned Tommy Mack is unfortunately not with us, and Des Denning, chairman, unfortunately not not here. The the market Des said the Martin as well showed great sort of. I'm sure other people might have been, you know, tempted to pull the trigger and and, and let Martin go, but stood by him and was rewarded with the with the cup. Yeah, because the year before we were beaten in the cup, it was Port Marnock. Port Marnock. I brought it yeah. up yesterday. And yeah. Martin wasn't too happy with that. <laughs> yeah, that, and that, that was the time of the foot and mouth. Eight and weeks between the, the draw and the actual game being played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, it shows you cup football though. Mm. One season you're knocked out by non-league. Yeah, yeah. Next season, the next year, winning it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, yeah, it's crazy. But like as, as I say, for only for Tommy Mack, I wouldn't have been up. Mm. You know, um, you talk about. Ollie believing in you, like Tommy Mack obviously seen something in me that he said you need to be playing yeah. at, a, at a higher level and as you say it got me up here and only for him I wouldn't be yeah. here with a, with a medal like you know. Yeah, um, but like there, there's there's a lot of people who, who have uh, contributed to me and, and Cormac you know and, and everybody has their own story about it but like uh, Tommy Connolly was a great mentor to me down through the years really good friend you know he, he took me through the football end of things and then got me into the coaching and was always a great advisor you could phone him up or you could call it and he never he, he he always had time and then with a big family and a busy schedule himself come on down come into the front room and we'll have a chat yeah and he'd always he was always there you know so he, he was another great great character in my in my story coming up as as playing football with dundalk but on the bus on the way up I, I just it's come into my head like I was sitting myself and Noel Melvin were sitting beside each other and I think Brian and uh, David Crawley were behind us and Cormac and maybe John Shark were just across from us and um, we rang Tommy just to say do you know what thanks for getting us yeah. this far you were a part of our our story you know it's, it's, it is strange when you see the pictures and Tommy Connolly's not yeah. directly there because yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you associate Tommy yeah. Dundalk, from eh? from 19 what 80 on yeah. Tommy Connolly it's, it is strange when I think yeah. he left the club that January I was looking back at the, the, the yeah because he was like when I was with the 21s yeah. prior to the Christmas it was Tommy that yeah. was, yeah. was over yeah. in January did he yeah, yeah. I wasn't, didn't remember that yeah what about the aftermath was it a what, 
it's it's incredible to think we were in the first division for seven, eight years. Was it a case of we needed to get back up at the first bounce the following year? Was that was that I think when you look back now, if we had to go back up yeah. in the yeah. with the shortened season, yeah. Colin Muffy mentioned it, we're going into Celtic Tiger Ireland. It yeah. might have been a complete different, different decade for the yeah. club as opposed yeah. to yeah. where we ended up in, in I just think we lost too many yeah. too many senior well, we lost players. Stephen straight away, didn't yeah. Stephen McGuinness? Yeah. Like he he went to Rovers then, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was, it was yeah, it was tough like losing the experience. James Keddy. James Keddy. James Keddy yeah. was gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Prizeman, Johnny Prizeman. Johnny Prizeman. He was unfortunate, wasn't yeah, he? Like he was in, in his cup run, like injuries, he, yeah. he he burst his appendix or something. He few. started. He, he started the Kenny game. Yeah. Started yeah. the season. He scored. Yeah. yeah. He was a, he was yeah, a regular yeah. first half of the season, yeah. and then. Yeah. You know, nearly the opposite with, with, with yeah, in, just, in, just in, sort of went against them. Like. Yeah, but um, I, I think it, I think it is a case of we needed to go back up, and yeah, it might have ended up differently. But yeah. it's hard to believe it was so long between two thousand two was always the one. Yeah, we always used to look back on. Yeah, up up to when when, ironically, Stephen Kenny. Yeah. you know, came, yeah. came in the scene. That was the year we always look back, and it's yeah, it was incredible how long it took between two thousand two and. But I think you look at it as well. Obviously, Martin. Went into the following season as as the manager. Um, was it four or five games maybe? Mm. Um, and he, he he packed it in. Then after the, I think we were bad at home by at loan. I scored in that by the way. Just in case you're looking. I'll uh, pick it out. <laughs> you didn't even give me a chance to say that coming. <laughs> so I, knew you would, I knew you wouldn't. Um, but I think we were bad four two. And after that game, Martin decided that was um, that was it. Um, and I think we all would have expected Ollie to get the the shout. Yeah. Like, I think you so, know, yeah. um, because he'd been there for the last couple of years, and there was <coughs> probably a couple more locals probably involved then in the first division as well. Um, that that season, and you know, I certainly was hoping. I'm sure you were hoping that he was gonna. Yeah. Uh, he would have got it. Um, and I think he was. Uh, he was there for maybe three or four games, and the results were actually quite good. Yeah. We actually started That's winning right, a yeah. couple of games. Yeah. Then we back there. Yeah. Um, down there. Um. But there was a couple of good results after going in, so I think everyone thought, yeah, Ollie's definitely going to get the job here. And then obviously, the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, didn't happen. Um, so that would have been disappointing, I, I think, because I think with Ollie, had he had he have stayed on, listen, you never know. But I think could have been a bit of a run put together because again, that atmosphere was was in 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 the dressing room yeah. and he and he yeah. held it together. And then there was a complete change, yeah. and yeah, it just went. Unfortunately, it just went the wrong way. Yeah. Mm. Um, like obviously, Trevor Anderson came in. Trevor he came in a yeah. month. It was a month after yeah. Martin left, so it was a long time. Yeah. So while he got those three or four games, and there was good results. The results that, were yeah. decent, you know. And uh, yeah, I suppose like a different manager coming into a different league that he wasn't that he wasn't used to, and uh, had different ways of of uh, doing things. Um, but. That's a nice smile, a right, <laughs> right smile on your face. Going, yeah. that'd be a different podcast. I, I don't want to say, yeah. I don't want to say it too much. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, and then as you say yourself, like what, seven or eight years in the doldrums, as they call them. Yeah, because um, the first division is a tough, mm. it's a tough division to, to navigate. Like, um, because it's different to the Premier, where you have teams that play football in the first division. But back then, mm. you know. We're playing against experienced pros that were probably coming. A lot of them coming towards the end of their, their their time, like you know, and it was a lot of long ball type football, and it was just hard work, hard work. There wasn't an awful lot of football played, like, um, 
pitches wouldn't have been great, etc. So not bouncing back in that first year, and then you're losing more players the following year, and it's kind of what's, you know, it was a rebuild Mm. then. And in fairness, I think he took a lot of players in from kind of the Northern League that wouldn't have been used to to first division football down here either, and it just didn't work. Yeah, you know, um. So yeah, it was a tough. Obviously, a tough couple of years at that stage. Yeah. Do you keep? You you don't really. You said you don't really see. And Martin said the same. You don't really. It's just life. You sort of going on, but you don't really bump into lads you 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 played with previously. Is is that the way it is with you, John? Do you see many? I know you're. You still be here on a Friday night. You 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 see people, but any lads you played with, do you bump into them regularly? Well, bump into Cormac in odd time. Uh, I I never see Cormac and Carroll. I'd see Heiser in odd time. Mm. Never see Cav. Uh, I'd see David Crawley. Yeah. Uh, the rest of them. If if something happens or if there's an event, you know, we we text yeah. and we we communicate. You know, and it's well, how are you and stuff. You never lose that connection because there's there's something special within that group that we all have in common. Mm. You know that nobody will ever take that away from us. Mm. You know, so like I mean, I'm sure next week when we um when we do get together, it'll. Just we just have the crack and yeah, you know, yeah. like we set up, <clears throat> we have John. We spoke about it last year, and we were talking that it's coming up to the to twenty anniversary. So we're gonna have to do something, um, because like we we as I say we haven't seen most of the lads since, and um, so the last few weeks there we set up a WhatsApp group and got everybody's numbers. Well, co- sorry, Cormac set it up. <laughs> Okay, John didn't. And Cormac's putting the money into this as well. He's sponsoring the players yeah, overnight yeah, stay yeah, and yeah. everything. Okay, um, but uh, like put put the group together, and within thirty seconds of the group being set up, the digs and the slagging yeah. started, and so the crack never, never, never been, yeah. 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 the crack that night was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and it was nearly just I, I was sitting back just watching it. The, just the, ping, ping, ping. Yeah, wasn't but it? he's just slagging each other and having the crack like yeah. so. I'm sure next Friday. It'll be the same, yeah. you know. And we've a good day, kind of planned. What's for it, like. what's the plan? You've around the golf, yeah. We and then so there's a good few of the boys are are, are playing playing golf or are interested in it. So um, there's twelve of us actually uh, at the minute. Um, yeah, playing golf up in Dundalk between uh, ten and eleven, and we've a bit of a meal organising the rum house then afterwards, about half four or five o'clock, yeah, uh, right. coming up then for the the Sligo game. On your best uh, behaviour. On our best behaviour, <laughs> yeah. And uh, have a bit of crack after, hopefully in the in the uh, Lily White Lounge after it. And uh, yeah, just to see everybody. Just to, I just, I think it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to a great crack, surely, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, just to, to see it. Pity now the likes of obviously Martin, as we mentioned there, he's 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 over in Milan, not able to make it. Something um, Frank can make it, can he? No, Frank had a uh, Frank O'Neill had a uh, holiday plan, family uh, holiday, and there's one or two others like that. But the majority, I think, we'll have maybe twenty. Um, of who were involved on the on the day in the squad and that there, like you know, so um, it'd be a good day. Yeah, yeah I think looking everybody's forward. looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, fresh faced and <laughs> <laughs> after after a day in the golf course. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lads, thanks a million for joining me. Really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, the twenty fifth anniversary is only five years away. So <laughs> sure, sure drag us out for more stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More might come up, but yeah. listen, thanks a million, and it's hard to believe it is twenty, 20 years, years, but. You know, you yeah. know, it was at that place and the history books at this club. That's it. Cheers, Gav. Yeah, well, Gav, thanks a million. Yeah, and thanks for Thanks to Cormac for organising this. He started started the ball rolling with this, you know. So, um, cheers, Cormac. No bother, John. Thanks, Gav. 
So that brings our 2002 FAI Cup final podcast to an end. A huge word of thanks to Martin, Cormac and John for taking the time to reflect back on a memorable day. As mentioned earlier, the squad will hold a reunion at our league game with Sligo Rovers on Friday, April 18th. So we look forward to seeing them back at Oriel 20 years on from a famous cup win. Thanks for tuning in and we'll speak to you again soon.